0: Hello, welcome back to Mariana Thinks Food. Today's episode's about nutrients, vitamins, minerals, fats, proteins, um, just a little bit about everything, really. I started off by doing some research on what does nutritious mean? So according to our friend Google, it means efficient as food. From the Latin word nutrix, meaning nurse which then became nutritios, that means that nourishes, and by mid-17th century, it became nutritious in the English language. Thanks to a time-lapse table on the internet, I found that over the last 20 years, the word nutritious has been increasingly used. And that's not surprising, because there's so much diet culture out there, so much misinformation, So many people trying to make money in different ways. And to be honest, I've always said, eat nutritious food. But as I've been researching this word, and the uses, and how people have been using it in documentaries, in TV shows, in books, I've found that this word has been very overused, to say the least. And it's causing a lot of confusion. Well, at least it confused me. I was watching a show that they were talking to fish farmers in Scotland, and they were talking about the feed that they were giving the fish. And it's like, oh, it's really nutritious. It has corn and wheat. I'm sorry. I last time I checked, salmon didn't leave the ocean to start foraging for corn and wheat. Just because it has nutrients, it does not make it nutritious for a salmon. But that is my opinion. What do you think about it? If it makes your head hurt, welcome to the club. Because all the animals we eat are being fed feed that is quote-unquote nutritious and has all the quote-unquote nutrients that animals need. But their source is ambiguous. Just a quick Google search for fats in animal feed, I found a myriad of animal sources that are being used to feed animals of their same kind. So did you know that in the US, fat isn't really categorized as a element associated to an animal, but just as a fat? This means that a cow can be fed cow fat in its feed. But did you know that cows are herbivores. They're not supposed to eat animal products. And also this led me to a lovely other Google black hole. I started looking at what animals in nature are cannibals. And yes, I am aware that my Google search history is all over the place and I will get some pretty crazy ads in the coming weeks. But back to the whole cannibal animal thing. So we have a few examples, spiders, great apes, freshwater shrimp, hippopotamuses, and the Tyrannosaurus rex. So a few of these, I dove deeper and I'm like, well, a hippopotamus is an herbivore. What's happening there? Apparently, because their habitat has been decreasing in size, and these animals need to eat tons and tons of food to maintain their weight, They've actually started eating other hippopotamus carcasses to survive. So not the same as feeding a cow a cow. Scratch that. Shrimp. Why do shrimp eat shrimp? Apparently, it's just likely when they are infected by a parasite. And these shrimp then get a bit crazy and hangry and start eating their young. Not great, but they're sick. Then we have great apes that have been documented to eat other apes, but usually more out of insurrection, wartime, or even survival when there are no nutrients in sight. And I'm not even going to talk about the Tyrannosaurus Rex because I think that's completely irrelevant to our lives. So considering this information... I don't think that it's normal for a cow to be fed a cow, or a pig to be fed a pig, or a chicken to be fed a chicken, or even for a salmon to be fed pork fat, which I found a company that sells pork fat for fish and shrimp, and it's quote-unquote nutritious because it has all the fats that the animals need. I cannot believe that we've gotten into this mess. Humans have made this happen. And because no one knows about it, everyone's kind of passively okay about it. I understand that we need to use everything and be sustainable. We need to not waste animal products and use every single bit. But is the solution feeding pigs to pigs or pig fat to fish or shrimp and kind of make this whole crazy cycle of land and water and I'm I'm getting lost. Are nutrients just nutrients? Are vitamins just vitamins and minerals just minerals? It doesn't matter their source or how you consume them. Apparently for some people, well, humans do this all the time. People consume vitamins and minerals and pills instead of eating foods that have these vitamins and minerals in their natural way. People have shakes with collagen powder when you just have to stop eating chicken breasts and start eating chicken thighs or chicken broth, and you get the collagen from that. Why do you need it to be artificially extracted, dehydrated, put in a powder, and then you put it in your morning shake? Just eat some chicken thighs. Do you have to take vitamin C pills Or vitamin C powders when you could just eat an orange, eat some red pepper raw, because if you cook it, you lose the vitamin C. But there are all these things like you can eat seeds to get magnesium and zinc and manganese and a ton of nutrients. But people still just go for the pills. Oh, I'll eat a burger with french fries and ketchup, and then I'll have a multivitamin in the morning, and it's going to completely make me have a balanced meal. But I'm digressing a bit, as I always do. And going back to the topic of nutritious and nutrition, these words that are everywhere now, and I have used them too. But I'm starting to find out that they're pretty meaningless. Anything with a series of vitamins and minerals, amino acids, carbohydrates, fats can come from anywhere. And unless you are actually consuming them from the animal source, or the plant source, or the fungi source, then you really can be consuming it from anywhere. And I'm not all knowing I clearly have limits to my education and my knowledge. But this doesn't make sense to me. Why would people eat things that are not from their source? And why would people also feed animals things that are not from their normal diet? It's not very difficult to find what a salmon eats in the wild. The only reason you would not feed it what it should be fed Is because it's expensive. And is that really what we should be doing? Cutting corners to create more food that has fewer nutrients and that in the end you can sell more volumes to make more money? Because in the end that's what it's all about, right? It's about who is making profits. And if I can increase my margins by feeding salmon, corn, and wheat that have been subsidized by my government or union, then I would do it. Right? That's only logical as a business person. But really, where's the line? At what point should governments regulate this? At what point should people know and have a choice as to whether their food gets fed other animal products or that they're injected with growth hormones? Cows shouldn't be eating corn, they should be eating grass, but they're fed corn so they get fatter. No one really teaches you this at school, that making cows fatter makes it cheaper for them to sell it to you, and thus greater margins. Yay! Well, enough about cows. How about humans? Because we're omnivores, so technically we can eat animals from land, from sea, plants from land and sea, and we basically have the most diverse diet out there in the animal kingdom. It's actually quite the luxury because we can get our nutrients from anywhere, which makes us pretty good at surviving. And this is where I think businesses take a little bit of advantage. People have individual needs that most people don't really know because we think that everyone should eat the same lots of fruits and vegetables, a little bit of protein, whichever source may be good for you, carbohydrates, fats and we're good to go. But in reality, it's not that simple. Each individual has individual needs. It has to do with their genetics, their what they're used to, what their body it likes, what it doesn't. Are you lactose intolerant? Are you celiac? Are you allergic? Allergies aren't necessarily inherited. So there are a lot of things that depend on the individual that unfortunately cannot be solved by just taking a multivitamin. If only all of our problems could be solved so easily. Oh, you have a terrible diet, just just take a multivitamin, you're covered. When in reality, the bioavailability and absorption of each of these vitamins and minerals in multivitamins or any kind of supplements really determine whether you're going to absorb them or not. Moreover, vitamins need to be taken with complements. So fat soluble vitamins are A, D, E, and K, and they need to be taken or eaten with some fat. For instance, olives are rich in vitamin E, which is an antioxidant. And olives, we all know, have a high level of fat. Nature has made this lovely little package where they give you the vitamin and the tools so that you can digest it better. Sometimes multivitamins or supplements tend to overestimate the amount that you need so that they cover the minimum daily requirement. This is so that if you don't take the multivitamin with some sort of meal complement that has the nutrients that you would need to absorb them, then oh, if I give you 10 times your daily amount, then eventually something will stick. And a lot of daily value standards are out of date, and governments haven't really updated them since, I don't know, the 80s, 90s, 2000s, depending on the country and the union. But if you just eat the animal foods, mostly plants, a variety of different elements, seeds, proteins, fats from natural sources, as in sources that they appear in nature, not just a source that used to be natural, like avocado oil, which used to come from an avocado, which is a natural source, but they will obviously put on the label natural avocado oil. That doesn't count. Because the more something is processed, and the higher the shelf life, the fewer nutrients it has. That being said, some people do need to take supplements, and that should be under the supervision of a doctor or a registered dietitian. Those people need these vitamins, and that's completely fine, but in quantities that are good for their body weight and their gender. Not everything is made for everyone. Does it really make sense that the dosage for a lot of things is an adult male, an adult female and a child have pretty much the same amount only the child is counted as half an adult and the woman's counted the same as a man but body weight size genetics your daily activity all of that influences how can it be one size fits all imagine if everyone wore the same size clothes everyone would look a little bit funny well if everyone ate the same things everyone would look a bit funny, which nowadays people do look a little bit funny, depending on the nation that they're from and their diet. And if you're taking vitamins in gummies, please stop, because they have a lot of sugar and food dyes. And even if it says no sugar added, sugar is sugar, whether it comes from an apple or it comes from sugar cane. And if you're eating a handful of gummies with vitamins every day, You're also eating a lot of sugar with it. So eat good food and um, have a cookie because the effect is the same, but it's a bit more satisfying to have a nice cookie, maybe with some ice cream a la mode. I clearly come at all of this with a bias. I am American. So I look at a lot of US statistics. And did you know that only 12.2% of adults in the US are metabolically healthy? meaning they have a normal waist circumference, normal blood pressure, normal blood sugar, normal triglyceride levels, and normal HDL cholesterol levels. It's no wonder that it's the country that gets fed the most vitamins. Well, if your diet is awful, and you have all these biomarkers that are bad, and then they say, well, here's a quick fix. If you just take some vitamins, then you're good to go. Six in 10 adults in the U.S. have at least one chronic disease, and four in 10 adults in the U.S. have two or more chronic diseases. Is that really what we're living in? Is that the new normal? We're constantly bombarded with this word nutritious. This is nutritious. This has nutrients. This has vitamins and minerals. But cereal is not necessarily that good for you, even though it has nutrients, The same thing as eating a bucket of butter is not that good for you, but butter in itself has nutrients and can be good for you in moderation. What is true is that people want cheap food, and that has led to a food supply system that prioritizes volume over quality. This means that there is a low priority on human health, and this has caused or can be seen as have caused an increase in chronic diseases and health problems. It seems that we've gone into a system where people save money up front by paying less for food and eventually end up having to pay more in healthcare costs because they eventually get sick. And I don't think it's individuals' fault. I don't think people know any better. I think no one really sits down and thinks about How my diet at 20 or 25 or 30 can affect me at 60, 65 or 70. Life is hectic. We think about what do we have to do today? What do we have to do tomorrow? What do we have to do in a month? Not are my actions today going to affect me for the next 50 years of my life? But here I am to tell you your actions today will affect your life and those of your offspring and their offspring and basically all humans. So you should really think about it. If you seek food that is more sustainably sourced, that is naturally nutritious, and by nutritious I mean has nutrients that are supposed to be in that and have been fed something that they should be fed, not to artificially make it fatter or, you know, just listen to the beginning of the podcast. Then, with this you make yourself healthier, and you might have fewer health costs and health problems in the future, which will be good for governments and for nations who actually support individuals in their health journey, not like the US, which there, you end up paying for everything yourself. So you burden yourself and your next of kin, because if you die, and you have debt, it passes on to other people. It's not like, Oh, bye, debt. And then once you have this healthy lifestyle and you decide to have children, then they will genetically have better outcomes because they'll be healthier. And if you teach them how to source their food sustainably and with large numbers of vitamins and minerals in their quote unquote natural source, then they will also help perpetuate a system of sustainable food and sustainable production. And then it becomes a chain. They will do that with their children, and their children will do that to their children. And hopefully in the process, we slow down climate change, we put nutrients back in our soil, we change our diet for something that is not sustainable to something that is a bit more sustainable, and we live happily ever after. Sounds like a good deal, no? We don't want to become like the hippo that ends up having to eat other hippos to survive. Because once there's no food source, then I think people will turn on each other. And we've seen this in history where there are a lot of wars that are started for food and for natural resources. I wouldn't put it past humans of 2021 to act the same way. So, moral of the story. If you eat things that are sustainably sourced, that have natural nutrients, and you live a healthier life, then you can stop a future war where people fight and eat each other. I just gave you the formula for world peace. You're welcome. And with that, my friends, I leave you. Stop taking vitamins if you don't need them. Start eating real foods that come from sources where you know where they come from, not fish fed with cow or fish fed with pork. Just the thought of it grosses me out, and I'm sure I eat it, because no one really tells you on the packaging, hey, may contain pork fat, on the label of the sashimi. Anywho, be wary of the word nutritious, because nutritious can be anything from broken up oyster shells to give you calcium, to dehydrated cartilage to give you collagen. Doesn't it sound delicious? And with that, folks, I leave you. I have a lovely roast chicken in the oven with some radishes, a little experiment on this lovely day, increasing the diversity in my diet by looking at new recipes and challenging myself to find nutrients in nature. I encourage you to do the same. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I look forward to having you in my audience in the future. And as always, until next time.